Hey guys, I'm Liza. And I'm Kurt. And this is the Parent Skills Podcast. Oh, hey, hey. Good morning, Liza. Good morning. Good to see you. Producer, husband, friend, Jeremy. Good to see you. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm doing great. The microphones sound really good right now. Oh, is that I just, do my is best. that just me? In the, I do my the, best. Yes, you do. You're doing some of your best work this High morning. Quality yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If only I could bring this level of communication to home. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's for that's for a different conversation. That's the marriage skills podcast, everybody. Skills, which you will not be hosting. <laughs> you might want to subscribe. Um, <laughs> but you have it out there. I'd love to hear. Yes. It. <laughs> but speaking of speaking of conversations, um, we're glad you guys are back. This is um, our second week last week we started a two-part which we i don't know if we've ever done a two-part podcast but we did mm-hmm. um last week we started week one of crucial conversations so if you're joining us new you can go back to last week's podcast and listen to week one of crucial conversations which was basically what are some crucial conversations we need to be having with our kids today we thought well if we need to be having crucial conversations with our kids, we should probably, how do, even how do, do we even go there? Like, how do we set the stage to have crucial conversations with our kids? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Crucial conversations, part two, how to get our kids talking and how to make the most of that time. And we'll be right back. All right. All right. Well, welcome back. Thanks for joining us today, man. We hope you enjoy these short little podcasts. Our goal is for them to be 15, 20 minutes. You can listen to them after you drop your kids off at school on the way home. You can listen to them on the treadmill. Some of you probably run and exercise way more than 15 or 20 minutes. For me, that would be the perfect link. Actually, this, this is a good way to do it. Like you keep running until this podcast is over. Yeah. So they'd be like, hurry up, yeah. get to the point guys, get to the point. Yes. Right. But for me, it to. would be. Yeah. 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 But for a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, 15 minutes is like, yeah, they're still stretching. There's a new health goal. Yeah. 15 minutes for me, I'm breathing hard. Anyway, um, I need a, a fitness skills podcast that I can subscribe. Maybe put, maybe put you on the treadmill while we do this. We'll make them shorter. <laughs> make, right? sure that, make sure they never go over time. They will never go over time. Well, Liza, today we thought we would talk about helping our parents with just some real pragmatic, I think in our case, tried and true. We mm-hmm. might not be perfect at these little tips, but they've seemed to have worked for us at least once <laughs> um, to get our kids talking because having crucial conversations or knowing what we need to talk to our kids about is one thing. Yes. Finding Word. the opportunity and as you know, it's different for every family and every kid and some kids are open books and they talk all the time. Others are like those clams and they just, they never want to talk. And as parents, sometimes, you know, a, 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 a non-talkative child we think means that they don't trust us or they're not interested, but sometimes they just don't know how to open up or they, totally. they you know, it's not been maybe practiced in your family. Um, I grew up in a home where I never heard my parents ever, ever, never heard my parents have any serious conversations together. I never heard them argue, never heard them disagree, never heard them even like have a serious discussion about a decision that they needed to make. Hmm. Um, so I grew up not really knowing very well how to like express my feelings and share and when's the right time. And so it, I don't think it's because I don't want to, or I didn't want to, I just, I, 
just wasn't in a house that taught yeah. me those skills. Um, and so I think it is one of those, for some families, it's innate. Yes. And it just comes naturally for most of the parents and the kids. But for most families, I think it's a learned skill mm-hmm. that you kind of got to put into practice and, and, and be intentional about getting your trial kids. And trial, trial and error. Trial and error. So um, we're each going to share just a couple tips to help get our kids talking. Um, I think these are things that, you know, you, you put some of these in practice over little daily things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the bigger, more crucial conversations, the tougher conversations might just happen more naturally because some of these practices are in place. Um, So my first one is kind of philosophical, but then I get practical. And my first tip is this is for parents. Remember that the more serious the topic, the more important the timing. Hmm. So the more serious the topic of conversation is going to be the more important you think about the proper timing of that conversation. And I would say this, that unless there is like imminent danger, of course, you're what parents think is the most perfect timing is usually not it. Yep. So, um, last night we had, um, Kaylin Colton, our, our, our older daughter and her husband and our grandkids over for dinner. And our granddaughter is, uh, 21 months (laughs) and she's wonderful. And I had never seen this and they had never seen it. Um, we're, we were eating and she had some corn and all of a sudden looked over and June was putting kernels of corn up her <gasps> nose. And I, I was like, June, I said, Colton, she's putting kernels of corn. It's like, what? I've never seen that. And so they instantly, right in the moment, talked to her about yes. why we don't put kernels of corn up our nose. Yeah. So they're they were all, waiting to see what would happen. Yeah, they weren't waiting. <laughs> Is this the right timing? Maybe she'll be more receptive to the kernel nose corn conversation maybe later. Maybe she has to go to the ER to learn. Right, maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, like there are topics and times where you deal with it, whether, whether the timing is right or not, whether they want to talk about it or not. Most of the time, most of the time, you can wait and have the conversation in the right setting in the right timing. And what I would encourage parents is it's that the timing for the conversation should always be at the right time for your child, not at the right time for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Because it, it's not about you saying what you want to say and making sure they got it. And now you feel good about it. It's about their openness and their receptive, yep. their receptivity to it. Mm-hmm. And that will happen when the timing is right for them, which is, Oftentimes so not, the right, not the right parents, time for parents, right? Because yep. we want to deal with it now. We want to check it off our checklist, whatever the case may be. And so parents, what I would encourage you, and we actually have a two-minute tip at saddlebackparents.com where I talk about this, but it's, it's understanding your child's window of conversation. Mm-hmm. Most kids have a window when, or a, a time where their window is more open. Mm-hmm. Yep. For some kids, it's in the car on the way to school. They're talkative. Parents, you might not be a morning person, but if your child is, and that's when their window is open, that's when you need to have the conversation. It might be on the way home from school. Parents, some kids, they don't have a window open on the way home from school. You haven't seen them all day. You're excited. You want to talk, 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 talk. They've been in school all day. They just want to fall asleep. You never know. They want to fall asleep and take a 10 minute nap on the way home from school. And we're trying to force conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, my my son, his window was always at bedtime. Yep. Always at bedtime, kind of during the, the, the wind down routine. That's when he would open up. Um, and so parents, I would encourage you to recognize the more important the topic, 
the more crucial the timing. And the best way to get the timing right is to know when your child's window is typically open. And that's when you crawl through with with those important conversations. That's funny. That's definitely very similar to one of the things that I wrote down is to consider the who, the when, and the where. The who, the when, and the where. What you just said, right? If like who is the child you're talking to? Because in our case, we have four, and they are very different. We have one that is very expressive, emotive, that will tell us immediately. We have another one that's going to stuff it, stuff it until the point of explosion, and then we've got one that's in the middle. You know, so they're all very different as far as personalities and communication styles. Mm-hmm. So recognizing which child you're talking to. But then to your point of it's the when are you having that conversation and where are you having it? I love that you said that you've got one child who's best in the car, that you're side by side. You're not necessarily looking at each other. You're sort of distracted by listening. But then, you know, you've got another kid who probably is, you no, know, we have to be sitting at the table, eye to eye, heart to heart conversation where they feel really listened to. Like yeah. you said, it's bedtime. That's always a, a big one for a lot of kids just because it's the end of the day and they're processing. Or maybe for another one, it's they have to be out and active and taking a walk and just, you know, in motion. But there's definitely kind of like a who, a when, and a where formula that I think is important. I love that. I've never heard that. I've never heard you mention that. Who, when, and where. That's really, really good. (laughs) It's not saying we do it all the time. (laughs) These are Uh, tips of what you should do. I like like that. I like that. Um, Here's another one. And again, this is more of a, um, a response skill for parents because sometimes parents get to choose and they initiate the tough conversations and sometimes tough conversations choose us, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Your, your child shares something and you think, okay, I need to, I need to address that. I need, we're gonna have to talk about that. And my tip parents is freak out on the inside, but stay calm on the outside. Yep. Freak. It's okay. I mean, when when your parent, when your child comes home and says, I got in a fist fight at school, but the teacher didn't catch us or what, right? Yeah. Or um, a, a teenager comes home and they, they say, hey, uh, you know, I, I, I want to go to this party tomorrow night. That And you're, as a parent, you're going, you're not going to that party tomorrow night. You're, and you're freaking out. Freak out on the inside. It's naturally, it's natural. It's okay. It's yeah. appropriate to freak out on the inside. Try to stay calm on the outside. Because how you respond, the tone, the level, the magnitude of, of response will radically affect their willingness in the future to share things. Yeah. yeah the mere I, fact they're telling you about something like that is like, whoa. The fact that they're telling you anything about their life as they get older is wonderful news. Mm-hmm. Um, it, now, this does not mean you don't share your concerns. It doesn't mean you change your values and all that. You can you can express why getting in a fight at school is wrong. And Hey, in our family, we don't do that. We turn the other cheek. You can express why going to the party is not a great idea and why you're not going to let them do that. Um, you, you can respond to, you can decide how you answer the question when they share some new word they learned or whatever. But if you can do it in a calm manner, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Thank you for letting me know about what happened at school today. Let's talk about that. Do you want to talk about that now or do you want to go get a Coke first? And, you know, and just, and all the while you might just be on the inside dying and freaking out and panicking. You're like, please go get right? a Coke so I can figure out what I need to do. <laughs> and that's okay. Well, and by the way, I'm going to add, take a beat. Mm-hmm. Liza, I mean, what you just said, please go get a Coke so I can figure. You're, it's okay to say, wow, okay, thanks for sharing that. Let's talk about that a little bit later today. 
that gives you time as a parent to get your get your thoughts together and get your wits about you so that totally. you don't say you don't overreact you don't say something you regret um you don't answer in a way that you might have to come back later on and go oh you know what now i've thought about it i need to ch- i need to change my thinking which by the way parent tip is okay to do yes it's okay to circle back around and say hey in hindsight i didn't react right mm-hmm. and i panicked and I, or i was angry and that's not that's not what i how i meant to respond can mm-hmm. i do a do over with you can i can i share my 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 thoughts on that that's okay Yep. It's okay to admit, beans. yeah, you admit you got it wrong. You admit that you panicked. That just builds trust with your kids. I love it. Yeah, that's the key is you want to be that place where they're going to have those conversations. And even though they are scary and create something emotionally in us, we got to take that breath and just, okay, they're talking to me about it. That's that's a step. And now how do I respond? So I love it that we're so in sync because that's basically similar to what I put for my other tip was to show them James 119. In James 119, it says to everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow mm. to become angry. So we said the same thing. You just had a much more biblical, more biblical angle. You know, but it's true. I mean, I, I think this is always one that we all know, quote unquote, in our heads, yep. but it's, we don't always do it, right. you know? And so, especially as parents to be a listener, to truly listen and even better be an active listener. You're not just sitting there nodding your head, gritting your teeth and going, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's more of like, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is this or making it clear that you are really truly listening to them. And then, of course, the slow to speak. That's super hard. I'm a fixer, especially as an adult, right? It's always be like, well, I've been there. I've done that. I have the experience. I know what you should do. But the more we're sharing our wisdom, the less they're listening to us yep. because we're not listening to them. So it's that vicious cycle. But creating that space where you're not interrupting, you're not minimalizing and saying it's not a big deal. I've heard that so many times from our youth, whether it's in my life group to, you know, counseling office of, oh, well, my parents said it wasn't a big deal, but yep. it's bothered me for the last 10 years. Yep. Well, like, I, I actually wrote, I actually wrote that down mm-hmm. I, when I was talking about freaking out on the inside. I said. If you overreact, that shuts down communication. Yep. But if you underreact and minimize it, oh, yep. don't worry about it. Get over it. You'll get new friends. Friends are a dime a dozen. Yep. That minimizes com- because now yeah. it's like, well, shuts down conversation. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't get it. He doesn't even understand. Why don't they know how important my friends are? Yeah. So you, you got to find that like that healthy middle ground yes. of, of not overreacting, but you certainly can't underreact or minimize. Yeah, no, totally. And that's where I think in that last part of the scripture, it says slow to become angry you're right. You, you're still supposed to feel those feelings. So you might be angry if your child got in a fist fight and doesn't care about it. Yeah. It's okay to be a little bit angry as a parent, but it's that slow becoming, you're not becoming angry in that moment where you're yelling at them and punishing them. It's like, okay, I'm going to keep my reaction down right now. And then really being aware parents, especially of your nonverbals. I know we can say that we're doing good, but if you're sitting back with your arms crossed and you're tapping your foot, then your child can tell you're upset. Mm. So really just being aware that not just your words, but it's your facial expressions, it's your body posture. It's just all of that stuff communicates volume. So, Or you're you're checking your text messages while they're pouring their heart out about something that happened at school. Yes. Phones away as much as possible. I mean, I've been told that that's happened before by parents. I've never done that. I've never done that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. Just having those really hard conversations just takes some practical tips, but hopefully helpful ones. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Jeremy, producer Jeremy, husband Jeremy, any thoughts? Um, no, I, the thing I just keep coming back to is at the end of the day, it's, it's all relationships. So it's the same thing you do if you're 
dealing with your spouse, you're dealing with uh, other people, you know, you, you need to listen. You need to be somebody that's empathetic, somebody that listens, you understand what's going on. And, and uh, yeah, you reflect back to them that, okay, hey, what you're going through, that that is hard. That is really tough what you're going through. And I recognize that. Um, but, you know, like you're saying, I really agree with you, though, as well. It's like you can't overdo it, too, because you're also following your lead. Yeah, good. It's good. You're definitely following your lead. And as you're saying that, you know, I was just thinking about on either extreme parents, we just don't want to miss the opportunities. So if you have a hyper talkative child, it's kind of easy to drown. It just becomes white noise after a while. And you, you don't really pay attention because they talk all the time, mm-hmm. but don't let yourself go there because they're going to slide in some important stuff in there and you want to yeah. jump on it when they do. Um, and if you have a child who isn't communicative, man, when they open up that window, right? When yes. they, it, when it's you huge. see that opportunity, please don't miss it because those opportunities don't come around as often with, with some of our kids as they, as they do with others. But parents, you're doing a great job. None of us have it dialed in. Nope. Just keep taking little steps. That's our goal with the podcast is to help you raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom impact. And so we hope this little podcast helps. Be sure to subscribe, share the love, let other parents know about this little podcast if you think it might help them in their journey. And we will see you next time around. <laughs>